Sedano, LZ, and Cap. Welcome back, LZ Granderson. Welcome back, Cap and Jorge. I'm yeah. sorry, George, George, George. Yeah. It's going to be Jorge, right. too. It doesn't make a difference. It's, it's okay. It's all right. It's right. okay. Yeah. Because okay. I don't want to confuse, you know, the other Jorge. Right, right. Jorge nah, nah, no confusion, man. No confusion. We're good. Well, I didn't want you to think I was welcoming you back because I'm not. This is strictly oh, okay, for Sedano. I'm, out. I'm yeah. out. Laura's in. See ya. <laughs> All right. There you go. And Laura's, Laura's back in now. LZ, uh, we, we missed you. Um, you know, Clinton Yates filled in admirably for you. Of course um, he did. He's a goat. Right. So we, were, we, we had some fun with him. Uh, we did some things while you were away. We redecorated a little bit. Uh-oh. You know, go, just, go just a, like a little thing, you know, like, you know, apparently there is a new weather, um, you know, uh, surge here in uh, Southern California that we'll get to a little later. We called it Stormwatch. Um, so, you know, you, it's that something that, sexy. yeah, it, it's something you're going to have to, uh, we'll have to catch up on as we get to Stormwatch and the Lakers. So we'll get to that in a minute. But real quick, before we get to the actual Lakers, okay, so I was watching the post game yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I do every night on Spectrum Sportsnet with Geeter and company and Ali and Trudell and everybody, right? Like, and of course, Big Game James, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just real quick, is Mike starting to get that gray sideburn thing? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, you know. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You've noticed that too? Yeah, I was like going, I was trying to figure out how I felt about. It. I'm still processing it. I don't like it myself, and I'll tell you that um, I personally don't go with gray. So when the gray starts popping up, I immediately get my hair dyed. I have no shame in telling okay. anybody that. None, Wait. zero. So are now are you going somewhere to get your hair dyed? Because I know LZ has a person. Because yes. LZ has always told me I got to keep the locks crispy, right? Crispy. Yes. Yep. Now, Cap, are you going to someone? to get the hair dyed because I wasn't really going to talk about Trudell here, but if we're going to talk about Trudell and well, the I just gray, noticed I noticed the gray, that's all. On the sides, above the ears. On the sides, yeah. and I like it. I actually yeah. like it. It looks yeah. distinguished. It I does think. look distinguished. I was like, For, when, when did he grow up? Right, right. when uh, oh, young Mike Trudell. Young uh, Mike Trudell. Looking He's distinguished. Looking yes. like a man. Yeah, yeah. It, makes yeah. You, it makes you look smarter. There's no doubt yes. about it. Like sometimes a beard can make you look or feel smarter. But in this particular instance, George, I'll have you know, that my 14-year-old daughter hates it when I have great hair, gray hair. She tells me it makes me look like an old man. So she'll go to the CVS, she'll buy like a Just for Men package, and then she'll do the hair. But it always okay. comes out a shade wrong, okay? <laughs> so like, like, like it goes to like a burnt orange, mm, you know? Mm, so now mm, I've, mm. I've started going to a professional person okay. who actually does do the full dye job, and it's just no shame at all. Fellas, if you're like me and you don't want the gray hair, because once I let it go, dude, forget it. It's going. You know, it's going to be Albert Einstein in six months. So I'm all into dyeing the hair. Okay, so you tried to do, like, the Just for Men stuff, and it didn't work out. Is there anything that embodies male fragility more than hair dye that says Just for Men? Is there anything that says we're more <laughs> fragile than needing to have a hair dye that says, hey, this is for you because your hair is different than women's, as if it is? It's just for men. It's like, just for men. Right. No, no, it's, 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 it's you're not men. marketing. You're, yeah, not, it's, you're not soft. No, right. no, no, no. This is just for men. Right. right. But, but I'll give you the reverse of that, LZ. The okay. reverse of that is secret, strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. Let me oh. say something right now. Yeah. Secret is by far and away the best deodorant. 
So, you know, sometimes be like, you smell good. Like, that's my deodorant. That's secret is what that is right there. Because it just smells good, and it may be strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. But I use it for a man. Um, you know, it's funny um, because my wife ha- uh, uses, I think it's secret. Um, and is she I, strong enough for a man, but made for a woman? Correct. And <laughs> okay. I, I, I have, I, I, on occasion, if I've run out, I'm like, hey, you know, it won't. You know, this will work. You know what I'm saying? Like, and to Cap's point, just fine. Now, now, look. I remember us having this conversation many, many years Could ago. Could you let us know which days you're wearing your, your wife's? Per- I will. I will. It, it happens very infrequently. <laughs> just, but I just, will you know, you don't have to tell us. Just send Morales as a text. Let him right. just make it into a bit so we can yeah. properly razz you for this. Right. Okay, right. Go on. But it, it, it reminds me of. Um, Are you wearing it right we now? Have, by the way, we had, no, right not today. Okay. I don't even know if I'm wearing any today. To I am not wearing deodorant oh. today. Yeah. Strong enough for a man and smell like a man. Way to yeah. go, George. Right. Yeah. I have. I have au natural musk on today. Yeah. Stink. So no, no stink because I didn't even get a workout in today. No stink. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been dealing with stuff today. Like I've just had like like stuff I had to do at the house, so I haven't had any outside time today. No workout. But, mm. uh, no workout today. Uh, oh, very man. disappointed in myself. I didn't get a workout in, especially because I got a game on Saturday. Jazz Lakers, a little matinee action at mm-hmm. Staples Center, one uh, thirty uh, Pacific. Okay, start time on ESPN. I like the way you said I got a game Saturday. And I was like, oh, you're playing, and then you were like, no, I got the Jazz. And like, oh, okay, you're right. broadcasting. So, so on game week, I got I try to get a little extra workout in. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to look watery, you know. You know, right? You want to look tight. On TV, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You're rocking that turtle, baby. Right, no turtle. It's already too warm for turtles. Um, yeah, and he's not wearing deodorant. You don't want to have Right, no, I will in. wear deodorant on Saturday, though. Oh, I okay. Will, I, Your I deodorant or, or Kelly's deodorant? No, I'll wear mine. I'll wear mine. Yeah, okay. I'll wear mine. Um, so, anyway, it reminded me of the conversation you and Key and I had one time about <laughs> vegan uh, deodorant for some reason. Ooh. And, and he just said he couldn't deal with it. Like, he tried it for a little while. The lack of aluminum, man. Yeah. The lack of it aluminum. Did, it, didn't, it didn't work out so well. Um, but but anyway, back to hair. Um, yes. So we were – we which uh, Trudell. So I text Trudell right now. I just said to him, LZ's loving the gray coming in on your hair. We're discussing. I was hoping to hear back. Perhaps maybe we'll get Trudell on uh, to discuss the hair at some point if he'd like to jump on at some point. So um, what I was going to talk about was Trudell was in the post game and he was interviewing. I mean, interviews anybody, everybody, obviously. But it was Kuzma's turn mm-hmm. and he asked Kuzma if the glasses he was wearing were for visual enhancement and Kuzma interrupted him. Uh, with his soda bottle glasses, uh, and said no, that they're a fashion piece. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll ask you first, LZ. Have you ever done the glasses as a fashion piece? Yeah, but like decades ago. Are the are the youngins still doing that now? Uh, apparently, yes. They brought it back. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you guys. Yeah, good for you guys. But there was a good stretch in which, if I needed to speak in front of like important people, I had on fake glasses. Because <laughs> I was feeling like an imposter, and I thought the glasses would make you feel less like an imposter. Right. When in actuality, it just highlighted what an imposter I was being. Right. Because you knew I didn't need glasses because I would right. take them off as soon as I got done talking and went by my yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did a fa- I did the glasses since fashion quite oh a bit. And had God. different colored frames and stuff. Oh, mm. that cracks. Me but up. that was that like l- late eighties, all through like mid nineties. Right. And then after the Dwayne Wayne. I was just uh, going to ask you, did you do the Dwayne Wayne flip-ups? I did do the flip-up, but I said after those, that's yeah. when I was like, okay, and I'm out. 
Okay. Yeah. But again, that was like mid nineties. Yes. Yes. That was twenty years ago. Right. Twenty plus so years like, ago. Are they doing that again? Yeah. Apparently they are. Have, if you did you see? Have you seen a picture of Coos? Um, or no? Let me Google. I mean, yeah. I can find it for you if you give me a second. Hold no, on. I want to see. Hey, by the way, while you're Googling, let me say something about glasses. I don't wear glasses, don't have contacts, okay? And like the gray hair where you're just not admitting that you're getting a little older by letting it go natural, I also I don't wear glasses, and I don't even fake glasses because fake glasses, I think, are intended to make me feel like I'm a little bit smarter. Like, I'm putting on these glasses. I look smarter. But then I know that I would have a Bryant Gumble moment. You guys ever watch HBO's yeah, he's the, Real Sports? Mm-hmm. Bryant Gumble is the king of the minor. No, he, Oprah's the queen of this. But, but Bryant Gumble is the king of the lowering of the glasses down mm-hmm. on the bridge of your nose. Well, he's also the king of taking the glasses off the face. Okay. And then, like, holding them, like, as if when he's gesturing, like, I'll use a pen. Like, I've always got a pen in my hand. He's got uh-huh. his glasses. Or he'll take the end of his glasses, the, the part that goes behind your ear, and he'll stick it in his mouth a little bit. Like, a little bit of, you know, like, a, some kind of, I have to have something in my mouth sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. I do that with my pen, too. So, mm-hmm. so if I had glasses and I was faking it, I'd always be taking them on and taking them off. So mm. I'm off on glasses, but I see Coos here looking all humpty hump the way I see it. Yeah, yeah, so, that, that's actually not a terrible way to describe it, actually. So I'm looking at this picture, yeah. and I'm reminded that I actually did rock that look within the last seven years, I would okay. say. Nice. Okay, because those are thick-looking glasses. Those are thick, yeah, that's, that's a different look than what I was rocking back when I was discussing early in the 90s. Right. That's, that's a very specific fashion glass look that he's rocking, and I'm cool with that. I thought he was trying to use the fake glasses, not the obvious fake glasses, if you know mm. what I'm saying. Mm, mm, mm. So these so, are just yeah, it's like a good look. Yeah, I like yeah. it. It's a good look. Okay, so it works. I, it I, works I, when I, you score twenty four points. That's for it works sure. Really definitely well. works when yeah. you score twenty four points. I, I would agree with that. I will say this: I have gotten to the age where I think I'm. St- I think that if I stare at this computer screen for too long in front of me, <laughs> I, I, my eyes have will get a little sore at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, I have found myself with small numbers, like needing to put something whatever it is i have in my hand to read a small number or a small imprint um i have to put it further away from my face so i am i think i am now is that being nearsighted or farsighted nearsighted i believe right because it's it's, it's what you lack right it's right. what you lack yeah right i, you also I think use i'm your getting phone? there do you, yeah. do you use your phone for like a flashlight like like i can see it but i can't really see it but it must be too dark so then i put my phone flashlight on i'm like oh okay that's what it says. I have only done that in like one restaurant, but it was literally super dark in the place. Like, but but I I'm mad at you if you do it because you know what? It's about comfort. And hey, um, you know, getting old sucks. So I, but I'm still fighting putting on glasses Same. because I'm still far. Like I can see far away. Fine. Like I'm in the studio. And if, you know, and if, like, you know, the prompter's rolling, I could still read it. I'm still good. If I had that problem, I'd be in trouble. Prompter? But the, prompter, the, you? Yeah. You need a – listen. Well, I mean, uh, when, uh, I do, when I do, like, the – dance, no, no problem. I don't need no, a prompter. Forget the no, prompter. I got no, this. No problem. No, 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 no. Let me explain to you. As LZ can attest to this, okay? When, when you're doing a TV show that has uh, scripted content in it, you're going to need that prompter. I don't care what anybody – like, the only person at this company – here, look, we'll, we'll, if we're going to just do this deep dive, let's do it. The only person at this company 
that I have witnessed, okay, because I have been to college game day and seen it happen. The only person that I have seen that can do an entire, and this is like a three-hour extravaganza, okay, an entire show without a prompter is Chris Fowler, okay? Chris Fowler makes love to the camera, okay? (laughs) That man is a different level of host, okay, on television. I am nowhere near that level. I, now, as a radio person, I can once we get into the conversation, right? I mean, I can then just forget about the prompter and just have the conversation. But when I got to read a lead, like I got, I got to, te- I got to tell you what the story is. No, no, no. I got to read what the hell's going on. There. I understand. By the way, I love Chris Fowler. Been a Chris Fowler fan for a really long time. And he's jacked, time. almost as jacked as LZ. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You- you know, LZ, yeah. I'm starting my diet on Monday, just so you know, because I'm going to get as jacked as you are for the summer. I want to be able to do the things you've talked about where you showed up in an ATM with no shirt on and then two dudes came up to you because they thought you were looking hot because of your six-pack. That'll be me by July. I think it was more than just my six-pack, but I appreciate the effort. Yes. Yes, yes yeah. there is that. Um, but I love Chris Fowler. Let me tell you very, very quickly. You ready for this? My yes. very first college football game that was mm-hmm. televised by ESPN Oh, so this is when you were at Pitt, right? Right. So second week of my of my college football career, I'm a freshman. Did you pick a fight with Aaron Donald when you were there? No, no, no. (laughs) No, but we'll get to that in a minute. No, 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 sir. And I promise you guys, it's Pitt versus Ohio State. It's a Saturday night game. Big game. And Chris Fowler is standing on the sideline. Well, forget about it. I no longer am paying attention to what's happening on the field. All I'm doing is standing there interviewing Chris Fowler about what he does because he had a show way back in the day you guys might remember scholastic sports america bang and if you made that show you were going to be a star i followed alonzo morning's career from the time he was a junior in high school till the end of his nba career because of that show and so when i saw chris fowler standing on the sideline he's like aren't you supposed to like be concentrating on the game right now and i'm like (laughs) Like, you gotta be kicking soon (laughs) i'm like no dude i'm here to talk to you pal you know and i just i love chris fowler lz did you know he's jacked yeah, I mean, I worked with Chris for years with tennis. Oh, that's right, the tennis. That's right, yeah. of course. I forgot so he we, does tennis. So we yeah. will swap, you know, secrets because oh. when you're over in uh, Wimbledon Village for three weeks, as we yeah. were, mm-hmm. um, there really is only one gem that you can go to as a visitor. And depending upon your call time, you didn't make it. Right. <laughs> you know, it was just like, because you had to walk or, or get a ride and it was a little bit of a distance. Not a great distance, but a little bit. Enough to throw off your game. Yeah. So we were talking about exercises you would do from your flat to kind of maintain your gains oh, I until love you can this. get back into a into a, a gym situation. I love this. I think we should bring on Bergman. Can we book Chris Fowler just to talk about him and LZ trading workout secrets? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But it was, it was really all of us, you yeah. know, because we were all – you know, health conscious because all of us still played tennis, obviously at various different levels, but yes. we all were still very active. Yeah. And when you're there, the schedule is very arduous. We would be there like 13, 14 hours sometimes, depending upon how long the matches would go. And you couldn't get to the gym. So like everyone, basically with the exception of maybe McEnroe, would sit around and talk about what are we doing to stay in shape? Where right. are we running, where there might be some pull-up bars outside in a park, um, stuff like that. That was an ongoing conversation uh, at Wimbledon. Once you got to the U.S. Open, New York was, you know, it was cake, but it was, but, it was there. Right, right. Yeah. But before we go to break, because I do want to get into the actual Lakers and this successful road trip and Aaron Donald getting into a fight in Pittsburgh. Um, Did he, though? Maybe. It didn't seem like it was a fight. It just yeah, seemed well, like he was just... An altercation. Punching a meat bag. Yeah, yeah. an altercation (laughs) happened. Um, I want to talk more about, and I'd love for the, like, maybe the audience to participate here. 
uh, at 877-710-ESPN. Um, per- perhaps broadcasters, non-athletes, not like, you know, you can't give me like, you know, Shannon Sharp, right? Like, because, you know, that, that's obvious. And he played professional sports. I'm talking about broadcaster division, okay? So like LZ and like Chris Fowler, who you've oh, met and you were surprised like, yo, this dude is jacked. Um, so if you've got one, someone you've just met, uh, or you randomly saw somewhere on the street or wherever, or at a game, eight seven 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 ten ESPN, because there are a couple that surprised me, and I'll tell you uh, about that in a second. But first, um, don't forget Aaron Donald in a fight. We've got that coming up. We've got a successful Lakers road trip. However, there's still some stuff that needs to be figured out. We'll tell you what that is in four minutes. Sedano, LZ is back, and Cap, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. This portion of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. So as we uh, get to the jacked broadcaster division, sports broadcaster division here in a moment, uh, the Lakers, four and three on the Mm -hmm. road trip, six and seven since LeBron has gone down. LZ, look, we, we said beat the teams that are bad. They've done that. Um, you know, they beat the first three they won were the Cleveland, Orlando, right, and Sacramento, mm-hmm. which we made a big deal about. They beat a bad Charlotte team, a team that was missing five of its top six scorers. Um, and, hell, they beat Brooklyn in there too. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like they've done, even though they're under 500 since LeBron's been gone, that exceeded our expectations. Absolutely. I was actually texting with uh, a source uh, within the organization and said, I know he won't get consideration for it, but Frank Vogel's job this year, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, again, he won't get acknowledged for it. He'll be looked over for a variety of reasons. But the way that he's managed to incorporate Andre Drummond and – try to use him in a way that Andre doesn't even have a skill set for and has been able to work has been simply incredible. And then, obviously, we can't talk about their success, particularly during this road trip, without marveling at the defense. Right. Arguably, their two best defensive players are out. Certainly, their two most versatile defensive players are out. And the fact that they have been able to not just maintain, but in some areas look like they've improved defensively from a statistical standpoint. Absolutely phenomenal. Frank Vogel, they joked you last year. They overlooked you after the championship. But damn it, you did the damn thing, dog. You're doing the damn thing. Maintaining this ship with this talent and then incorporating buy-in players while you're on the road (laughs) – Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I think this road trip um, really exceeded everybody's expectations who were being realistic, um, but not necessarily simultaneously being optimistic. In other words, 
we were talking about this last week, LZ, when you were out. But, you know, Saturday they were going to play against the Nets. And I said I would expect KD and Kyrie in particular to really want to take it to the Lakers while LeBron is sitting on the bench, which, by the way, that's another very cool thing. I love seeing that LeBron is traveling with the team, cheering on the team, jumping off the bench, etc. because I know we had talked about whether or not he should or shouldn't be at games when he was at home. So, look, I got to say this. The road trip far exceeded my expectations. Take out all the basketball-y X's and O's stuff. For me, what Frank Vogel has done is he said, I'm coaching. Okay, we don't have the two superstars. We're adding two new bodies. The rest of you guys, you got to follow what I'm saying here. And he was able to really coach and show off what kind of coach he is. And by the same token, you had players we were begging last week. Who's going to step up? Well, Kuz has stepped up. KCP has come up big at times. Caruso has had some big games. The, the reverse dunk that THT had was incredible the other night. I'm just saying that individual players, not to mention Drummond, and Macklemore, guys who were brand new, they've stepped up. They've played with pride. They said, we can't go two and nine. You know, we can't give up this many games. They battled. And to me, this team showed a whole lot of heart. That's what I was encouraged about, particularly during the road trip. Yeah, it's about having a sense of pride, right? And, and here's the thing. And when we were initially talking about this team having to – perhaps be without LeBron and AD for you know close to a month, right? My -hmm. thing was this team, because of what LZ mentioned about Frank Vogel, because of Frank Vogel's history, because of the makeup of the rest of the roster, I said at the very least, they need to keep their defensive disposition, okay? They're the number one defense in the NBA, or they were when LeBron was there. And I said, even if there's a drop, you know, to two, three, four, hell, even five. I'll take that. Now, look, to their credit, they've only dropped to two the last time I checked. I'll check in a minute. But they were down to only the second best defense in the NBA, which shows you that, hey, you know what? That's where we're going to hang our hats. We may not be the most talented offensive team without our two best players. Very few teams would be very talented in those spots. But we're going to be a good defensive team with a good defensive coach because that's our identity. And, yeah. and they were able to do that. Now, yeah. you mentioned Drummond, LZ. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's Andre or Kuzma or some of the guys, they still feel like, though, that there is some figuring out to do for him on offense. Although I feel like that natural pecking order will come easier once AD and certainly LeBron comes back. Well, he's being asked to do things he's not good at. You know, you can look at him and tell his discomfort with dribbling, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, and 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 my God, you know, he is committed to getting that high post feed right. and dribbling towards the rim. Yeah. And I just keep thinking, why don't you just establish yourself towards the rim and let's eliminate that whole dribbling thing because you turn the ball over a lot when you do that. Right. Nonetheless, he still does it. When AD and LeBron's here, what's going to end up happening is that all that dribbling we've been watching and the turnovers that come out of it. That's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be doing all of that dribbling. Not saying there will be no dribbling, but he's not going to be asked to initiate the offense from the high post position and try and find an open man if a double team comes or work around a double team in the low post. He's not going to be asked to do all of that. Right. He's there, going to there, be, it, there seems to be a little of Marcus Gasol in the offense in what they're trying to do with him, which is, to your point, there not is, him. Not yeah. him. It's yeah. not him. And this yeah. is what I was trying to get through, you know, Windhorse's, you know, skull. Stop looking at him through miscasted eyes. 
look at what he does extremely well and imagine removing all of those things he doesn't do well from his plate. We're not going to ask him to get the rock at the free throw line and make a play for the other players. (laughs) We're not going to ask him to do that every time he touches the rock. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to be in that position over and over again. We are going to ask him to do a lot of things we saw last night, though. Fight for offensive rebounds. Chase the loose balls. Fantastic timely steals. Blocking shots. Doing all the things that made him an all-star. And we're going to remove all the things all the things that Brian Windhorst was talking about, about why they don't win games. They didn't win games with Andre Drummond in Detroit and Cleveland because of the things we saw in Charlotte. They were trying to make him that dude. That's not him. Right. You know, right. I'll tell you right and, now, if, if they go on to win this championship this year, guys, if, if LeBron comes back healthy and AD does as well, and if Drummond gets, you know, to a point where he's doing the things you're saying, where he's, they're taking advantage of, of his strengths and not trying to play to his weaknesses. Listen, if this thing gets to a championship again this year, I will tell you that these guys will look back on this period of time where, where the two superstars were hurt, and particularly on this road trip where they kept it at 500-ish. They'll look back on this stretch and say, we got better because while those guys were out, it was starting to crumble on us. And we listen, the, the, the noise and the critics were out there, us included. But they've gotten better over these last, call it, two weeks. And when the superstars come back healthy, this stretch of time will be that period where they'll go, it was then when we even came more together. We became better. Each individual night, there's somebody else. THT, uh, Pope, uh, Caldwell Pope, Drummond, Schroeder, Kuzma. Each night, it was somebody else. It was Montrez leading the way. And to me, that's what this stretch is all about, that they've been able to come together and hold it down, waiting for the guys to get back, not losing the season and finding themselves in this playoff, in this play-in situation, they've been able to hold it together. That, to me, is the most impressive part. All right, coming up next, we'll, we'll continue discussing that. Um, and, of course, Aaron Donald's issues in Pittsburgh. Uh, if you missed it, he got into some sort of altercation. There's still a lot of investigating going on. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, plus, overrated, underrated, properly rated, America's – or, excuse me, America's, South, uh, Southern California's, uh, the international game uh, of audio preference. Right, all that coming up on the other side in about four minutes. Thank you very much, Chris, and let's start – This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With birthdays. So, Scott, I'm going to start with you today. Sarah Michelle Geller, Adrian Brody, and Brad Garrett. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. All right, you know I have to write these all down one more time. Give them to me. Sarah Michelle Geller, mm-hmm. who is Freddie Prince Jr.'s wife, uh, Adrian Brody, and Brad Garrett. Sarah wow, Michelle really, Geller also very you really uh, did that to her. Actress. <laughs> I was yes. going to say, did you yes. really just do that to her, dog? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you really no, just relegate her to somebody's wife? 
Yeah. She was like, well, no, I wasn't meant. To, it wasn't meant that way. It was just. Well, which way was a, it meant? But you did. Well, Freddie, Fr- Freddie Prince Jr. is a friend of the show. So that he was is kind a friend of, of the, the show. That right. was where but she also has her own. Was. No, she's amazing. <laughs> yes. She was Buffy. Yes. yes. She's Correct. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for heaven's right. sakes. Right, right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm so bad at you right now, Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let me think about this here for a quick second now cuz I'm yeah. trying to think of other things that I like Adrian yeah. Brody and was gosh, there was a show that I saw not that long ago that I really really liked him in and I got to think of what it was. Okay, I'll get back to it. But right. um I'm going to say um uh, Garrett, Brad Garrett, way overrated. Way way overrated. I wasn't a fan of uh any of the Something about Raymond, cousin Raymond. Yeah. Nobody likes Raymond. I don't right. know. Didn't, Everybody didn't loves Raymond. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Apparently not. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. I'm going to go with properly rated. Yes. As a really good actress with a nice career, not just being somebody's wife. And are you sure? I, are you I, sure? We got to run through the Greg meter. Greg, is that okay? That's a, absolutely good. You're All right, right. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I got Adrian Brody as being underrated. How about that? Okay. Fair enough, LZ. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sarah Michelle Keller being underrated. Okay, she's gonna be underrated. Adrian Brody is gonna be my overrated. Oh yeah, you're not a fan of his because we talked about the Pat Riley thing. You weren't a big fan of that. Well, it, it's it's only after the he won the Oscar. His choices really just went to crap. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't there, know weren't, there if, weren't a lot of, yeah, after the pianist, there wasn't a lot of good yeah. uh, after the opportunities there for him. The pianist. The piano oh, player. the pianist. Got it. Yes, yes, Sorry. yes. The piano player. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but because, you know, Greg called her Freddie Prince Jr.'s wife, I feel she's underrated. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Lifting her up now. Um, what about Brad Garrett? Properly rated. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I will also go with Brad Garrett overrated. I'm not – I mean, he's fine. Like, he, he's not, like, any uh, – on any of my, like – you know, I didn't love that show either, to be honest with you. I didn't watch it very he's much. He's been in other things. I know he's been in other things. <laughs> like but, what? like, you know, like, he was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if I recall correctly. One oh, of those he was movies. great in that. He, he, was um, awesome. he was one of the voices in Ratatouille. I remember oh, yeah. that, too. He's done and, a lot of voices. Yeah, he's done actually. voices. He's done well in voices. Um, but he, you know, I just, I don't, know, I don't know, not my thing. He's not, you know, not for me. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller is underrated because Sarah Michelle Geller, uh, was part of that era of time where young people really took control of like that industry of the entertainment industry. And she was probably at the peak of that. And by the way, a lot of people from that era that when, you know, when, when Sarah was at the height of her work, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they fell off, uh, they fell off like personally in a lot of ways, right? Like there were, Mm -hmm. you know, how many times did we do the tragedy of child stars, right? Or people, young people who were acting and then their life was a disaster. You know what I'm saying? After that, Sarah, that wasn't the case at all. Like Sarah's uh, still very successful in in the entertainment industry. Um, Freddie, also her husband, is still very successful, right? In and they're doing a lot of different things, a lot of different projects, and they they're just like to me, like the prototypical like Holly. What every Hollywood couple should strive to be like, right? She's great. Uh, he's great. They're great parents together. Like I love everything about them, and I'm not. I don't say that just because he and I. Uh, and our friends, right? I, I don't even know her. I've never even met her. How about that? Um, but I just, I love everything about her and him. 
Uh, but she is like was the star of that particular era, and I don't think she gets enough credit for really spawning off a whole other generation of actresses after that. So uh, I'm going to say underrated and then properly rated. I'm going to go Brody. Like, I, I understand your point, LZ, but when you win an Oscar, dude, you still won an Oscar. So I got to give you at least properly rated. That's like Millie Vanilli winning a Grammy. Oh, come on. Did that that is not like Millie <laughs> Did Vanilli. Did I miss that? I missed that. I don't know how you missed that. That was right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> Millie know, Vanilli like, missed. Right. You didn't know Millie Vanilli won a Grammy? No. I mean, I remember the songs. I remember the hairdo. I remember the dance really well. I could rock dance. that dance, no yeah. problem. Yeah. You know, but I didn't remember the winning a Grammy. You. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, um, <LZ. laughs> Millie Vanilli. I mean, we lost one of them, right? Millie or one Vanilli? Vanilli or Vanilli. I don't remember. Rob, I the, light, lost, the light skin one. The light skin one. The light yeah. skin one. I think that was yeah, Vanilla. The light skin one. That was Vanilla. He, he passed light skin away. back years. Yeah, he, he <laughs> couldn't deal with all the, the, the scrutiny after the fact. Really? Like, I mean, he couldn't deal with the. <laughs> let me stop because he passed away. But yes, yeah, that's not something. nice. Was, be nice, I was, I was, Well, I'm going to be nice, but I'm also going to be real. It's not scrutiny. He couldn't deal with the accountability of faking it out for all those years. And right. then when he got caught on his ish, eh. You know what? That's if he what happened. Just, if he would have stuck with it, he'd have had a Geico <laughs> commercial by now. That's all I'm saying, dog. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that behind the music, I don't think they still do those on VH1, but that is one of the best behind the musics I've ever seen. It's Millie really, Millie. really compelling. Though, yeah. it was funny to, to think they could barely speak English, but somehow they were Right, they sang. <laughs> and it was like, what? What yeah. were we thinking? Yeah, we bought into that. We bought into yes, that for sure. But they took Great. a lot of grief for the lip syncing. All right, next. <laughs> LZ, we're going to go to you next to start off. Apparently, Andre Drummond's nickname is the Big Penguin. Oh, yeah. Uh, he Apparently, he really likes penguins. He doesn't really appreciate the nickname, but he allows the kids to talk about it. So, LZ, is this nickname the Big Penguin overrated, underrated, or properly rated? It is properly rated. Properly rated. You know, because if you stare long enough, he looks like a penguin. Huh. Huh. Really he is built like one, if you think about like his body mm -hmm. shape. Yes. His body shape. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm going to yeah. say it's properly rated. And he waddles a little bit. You know, he, he does this thing where if he's rebounding in traffic, and I don't know, it could be his history of leg injuries, lower body injuries, but when he rebounds in traffic, he really doesn't jump. No. He only really jumps when there's no traffic. Right. I, I think he may have had multiple lower leg injuries that kind of informed that decision-making in those moments. But yeah. you're right. Yeah. He does waddle a little bit, too. Yeah. That's why but it's underrated. Him. That's why I got to go with underrated here, the big penguin. You know, listen, if you are the big penguin in Cleveland or Detroit, it's not going to really do much for you. But you see, in L.A., you got to own a nickname like that because you've already got A.D., so you can't be A.D., and you're not going to be the superstar. So then you got to have a little something else, you know? What else can advertisers and sponsors grasp onto? Ooh, I say yeah. love it, man. You yeah. Love it, use it, celebrate it, be the big penguin. In fact, walk into the arena rocking like this black and white t-shirt jean combo thing that makes you even look more like a penguin. I think it's funny. Yeah, I think, I think you got to roll with it. I do. There's I literally a big penguin in Australia that people go to. I just Googled it. There's a giant penguin on the beach in Australia that people go to and visit. And when I look at it, it does not remind me of Andre Drummond, so now I take it back. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I do think that he reminds me of a penguin, so I'm going to say properly rated. All right, that is overrated, underrated, uh, properly rated. Uh, coming up next, Aaron Donald gets into a fight. We got to tell you what we know, and uh, let's just say it's not good for the other guy. 
We'll get to that in three minutes. Living on a prayer. Yeah. That's what we thought the Lakers were going to be doing with LeBron and AD out, but they've played very, fairly well. They're only one game under 500 in that 13 game, six and seven. Uh, real quick, we were talking about Andre Drummond's uh, <laughs> penguin uh, nickname, issue? the Big Penguin, <laughs> in, uh, in overrated, underrated, properly rated. Uh, I got a note here uh, from one of our listeners, Golden Knight GFX. Uh, he says that he's called Big, Pen- Big Penguin because his favorite animal is a penguin and that Greg Monroe, his teammate in Detroit, once shared that Drummond's favorite movie is Happy Feet, the cartoon uh, about penguins. So they that call him sense. the Big Penguin, kind of like when Shaq was called like the Big Aristotle because – well, well Shaq was, made up those names. Well, Shaq called his name. Yeah, he called yeah. himself those names. Right, yeah. I got it. But then, yeah. but then it's like, hey, we can't just call him Penguin. We call, got to call him the Big Penguin. So is that, is that what we're supposed to understand here? The Big? I guess. Right front? I guess so. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Um, so anyway, there's your clarification on the uh, Penguin uh, nickname. Um, I'm, I'm so right. confused. Uh, <laughs> I'm confused because he says he doesn't know why he's called the Big Penguin. Right. But now we've and done – the, the media has done the story, apparently. <laughs> Well, they, need to tell, they need to tell Dre. Right. So but he, he, so he, he, do you think he doesn't know or do you think he just doesn't want to get into it? <laughs> he was like hoping for a new start in L.A. that yeah. no one would find out that he's called the Big Penguin? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's what I'm leaning towards in that situation. That he knows but doesn't want to share? Right. He's like, mm. oh, dog, this penguin thing again. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, I didn't like penguins that much. I mean, it was just a conversation one day. I'm like, penguins, they're cute. I like them. Right. Next thing you know, yeah. it's my favorite animal. I don't even have a favorite animal. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do feel like that's probably what happened. And Greg Monroe just made that a thing in Detroit. And then everybody ran with it because he's this big, burly dude. And you're like, oh, that's cute. He likes penguins. <laughs> right? Yeah, that is isn't. That doesn't help you in the street cred. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So I feel but in like all, that. In all, in all fairness, it's been a minute since I've been on the streets, so maybe it is. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like, so yeah anyway. maybe, maybe penguin means something we don't even know about. It could. I mean, the kids change the language all the time. Now I feel mm-hmm. old because I said the kids uh, do something. Uh, but anyway, uh, Aaron Donald. Now, I don't know if you want to call him Big Penguin, if you want to call him Big Something, okay? He apparently. Hey, hold up. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've, I've now gotten into this. Penguin. Penguin conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently he's dressed up as a big penguin in the past. Oh, no way. <laughs> it you says have, like, here, I'm clicking, I'm clicking on the link right now. Mm-hmm. And it does appear as if Andre Drummond is dressed as a giant penguin. I will okay. forward this link on to you, good people. Okay. Which goes back to your theory, George, that he knows he was just hoping that we forgot. Yeah, he was hoping that it would that news would not travel from Detroit to Los Angeles is what he was hoping. Wow, it's this ca- picture is amazing. I mean, it's kind of like Danny DeVito, the Penguin. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it's kind of, and, and then if you look at the costume, yeah. you're like, oh damn, dog, you look like the big Penguin. Yeah, because he doesn't look like Danny DeVito, like the little, or is Danny DeVito the Penguin? I hope I'm getting it right. I mean, I'm not yeah. exactly he was the penguin, well-versed yes. in all those movies, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Um, I think it's fairly obvious. Oh, I'm seeing the picture here now. Uh, I think it's, it's, uh, it's fairly obvious that, you know, when LZ, when we've talked about this, you and I over the years, where, like, Tony Parker, remember, like, Tony Parker said something in, like, France, 
And he's like, oh, that'll never get back to the States. And then all of a sudden, boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did that happen? Well, people translated. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's how that. I feel like he he thought something similar. Like, ah, Detroit. Nothing. It'll stay in Detroit. It won't be an L.A. thing. (laughs) It was just one Halloween. That's all. Give me a break. Yeah. I don't know if this is Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, I don't know if it's Halloween, but it's definitely yeah. a thing. It's Even. dated April twenty sixth, twenty thirteen. Oh, yeah. So we're actually coming happening. up on the eight year anniversary of the Penguin outfit. <laughs> I feel like we should make sure to celebrate that day, the Big Penguin I think, Day. I think we should mark April twenty sixth, Big Penguin Day. There you go. There you go. Big Penguin yeah. Day. Put it on the calendar, Greg. Um, all right. So Aaron Donald, also big. Don't know if I would call him a penguin, um, but the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sweet. Are in are in Pitts, uh, the pit the Penguins are in Pittsburgh and he got into a fight in Pittsburgh and good lord that was convoluted to get there but anyway um, <laughs> so he got into a fight right so here's the story okay the story is there's this the dude he got into a fight with looks also like a big dude okay and this big dude the pictures I've seen from his lawyer his eye is shut I mean shut like think about like. The worst boxing, like Mike Tyson and I shot and Evander Holyfield, right? You, like you know, yeah, like or or you know, or like Rocky, like you see in the movies Rocky when like Apollo hits Rocky and his eyes shut and Mickey has to cut him open, that kind cut of me, thing, Nick. like like that, yeah. And this dude, this big dude, has his eyes shut and his face looks swollen as hell. And we don't see a picture of Aaron, but we see a picture of this dude. But this dude, according to his attorney who put out these pictures, is telling us that what ha- what happened was this, okay, LZ? <laughs> now, uh-huh. this is the story. They were in a Pittsburgh nightclub, okay? And that this dude just simply rushed up against him, just like, oops, my bad, bumped into him, and then Aaron opened up a can of whoop-ass on him for no reason other than he just happened to graze him and bump into him. Now, I don't buy that for one second from a guy who has been an NFL star for years, living in this town for several years, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to tell me that nobody's bumped into Aaron Donald at some place here in L.A. by accident and been like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, Aaron Donald. You know, I don't want to bump into you. And he's like, okay, little person, don't worry. It's okay. Um, and like, I don't buy that that's the instigating part of this story like i just don't i don't buy this no no of course not because we've had an opportunity to see aaron donald respond in very frustrating and violent situations and we've not seen at least i haven't seen in the years that he's been in the league i haven't seen him respond in a way to suggest that he had a short temper or that he was prone to lash out if he felt he was being disrespected out in public I haven't seen those tendencies. Now, there are plenty of football players that I have seen those tendencies from, you know, but when it comes to Aaron Donald, and I'm not trying to be a homer, I'm just saying my eyeballs tell me I've never seen him stomp on somebody's head. I've never seen him go after somebody's groin. I've never seen him spit on anybody. He gets doubled and triple teamed regularly. It's frustrating, but I hardly ever, if at all, ever see him respond to those double teams in a, in a way that – you know, kind of fringes upon the rules of the game. So the the notion that this guy in the most hostile and emotional environment of the NFL goes to a nightclub 
and someone brushes up against him or bumps him and he just snaps, it's a tough one for me to wrap my head up. I'm not going to totally dismiss it because Aaron Donald and I don't hang out every day. We ain't boys like that. I'm going strictly on what I see on the field. But on the outside looking in, I smell some BS. <laughs> okay. So, Cap, I, I, on the other side, okay, yes, we got to take a break. Right. On the other side, I want to get your thoughts on this. And also, you lived in Pittsburgh. So, I don't, I, don't, here. I don't even know, like, the, is the Pittsburgh scene, like, this turned up? where it can just happen like that, like, okay, we go into blows over a brush-up. So we'll get your thoughts on the other side. We've got what you need to know in between. We're back in three minutes.